question. Um, I had a question from a friend. Uh, I would need your biography to, to just look up. That's upstairs. Well, uh, I may remember it was something you wrote in the purport to fourteen five, where you said it's about the tribunas, and um, you wrote that. Uh, often those who are conditioned by the mode of goodness remain uh, as a slave to tradition or something like that and without understanding the, um, maybe the meaning or something but then uh, my friend was wondering if, if that's the same as Niyamagraha in Upanishamrita and if Niyamagraha then is like sattvic see what's said there. Yeah, that's it. Uh, by itself must also be transcended because it keeps us from ultimate freedom in loving union with God. Under its influence, one often remains a prisoner to tradition rather than realizing the spiritual tradition's essential message. Well, that may be the case. Um, I see the connection he's trying to draw, but um, I wouldn't uh, necessarily equate the Imagraha, the meaning of which is to follow the rules without understanding the import of them with uh, with uh, with Satvaguna which uh, uh, tends to bring clarity and insight and so forth um, that said of course yes the mode of goodness is needs to be transcended so it's also a uh, form of uh, bondage unto itself um, it's it's not that Sudhasattva constitutes Satvaguna without the influence of Rajas and Thomas. It's a, a different um, category altogether, therefore termed uh, Nirguna. Um, but, <coughs> excuse me, Sattva uh, uh, lends to uh, virtue and... Um, Uh, for its for its own sake, and um, maybe kind of a dharmic sensibility that uh, to to, uh, to that that um, may may obscure the difference, let's say, between varnashram and and bhakti. Mm-hmm. So you can have a classical Brahman um, who is uh, attached to tradition and 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 whatnot, but um, unable at the same time to distinguish between Parnashram and Bhakti. Can even become an offender of Bhakti. So I would look at my statement more with regard to that, rather than a phenomena 
occurring within bhakti that um, constitutes niyamagraha, which which is again uh, adhering to rules without understanding their import and the fact that rules have a purpose to be fulfilled and so on and so forth, which um, I wouldn't identify with sattva. Um, Within the path itself, it constitutes a confusion and a cause of of downfall and a kind of a, uh, more of a, I guess, maybe uh, would express itself as a literal and fundamentalist orientation uh, to bhakti, which within the context of bhakti can be opposed to the spiritual essence of what bhakti is about in a, in a given instance with regard to its particular rule or regulation and so forth. And um, I wouldn't look at, at a fundamentalist orientation to um, bhakti that is then opposed to a more experiential um, an essential understanding to be a manifestation of sattva-guna, but, but rather a, a lower um, influence. That said, one can have a fundamentalist or maybe, let's say, a neophyte orientation to bhakti that it is focused on uh, following the rules and holding on to the various uh, supports um, and kind of its black and whites that distinguish it from other paths and so forth in the beginning uh, and I have to begin there so that is not necessarily a, a problem or a confusion but when that orientation is met with a progressive Understanding of the teaching, which means it's time for you to to progress and deepen your understanding, and then we then we we um, don't recognize it as such and oppose it and so forth. Then that's uh, more of a niyamagra. Whereas there can be a kind of a following the rules without knowing necessarily fully the the import of them. That that, that that's good. Mm-hmm. That has in in a, in a beginning sense. So I'm kind of elaborating. Further, but that's not what I was um, uh, referring to. And um, again, it's more of a of a as we go forward in bhakti, then what bhakti is constituted of, what's it about, will, will reveal itself more and more to us. And we kind of have to join again, again and again, so to speak. And and uh, the line is now drawn here, and now it's drawn here, and so on and so forth. So opposition to that, um, in a way, constitutes not identifying with the essence, but with the externals, um, and at that point it becomes a problem. Again, in the beginning, it's not a problem. You've got to get started um, somewhere. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah. What else? Another question. Yeah. Um, in the deity worship, 
um, at the you know, kind of preliminary worship, um, the prayer that we say to uh, Nityananda, we refer to him as Sankarshan, and I know that that refers to his manifestation in the Chaturvyuha. Um, but I don't think I exactly understand um, what it is that we're supposed to, what aspect, I guess, of Nityananda that we're supposed to be meditating on when we refer to him as Sankarshan. So you're referring to the fact that the name of Sankarshan appears in Nityananda Gayatri, for example, right? Yeah. Um, in other prayers. In a, yeah, in other prayers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, Krishna Das invokes the name Sankarshan repeatedly in his uh, five prayers, glorification of Nityanandapu and Chaitanya Charitamrita. And, um, And um, in this way, seeks to uh, uh, help us to focus on the ontological kind of like Aishvarya position of Nityanandavabhu, from whom as Sankarshan, Mool Sankarshan, in pastimes of Mathura and Dwarka, expands to Vaikuntha. And from there, into the world as the Purush avatars, mm-hmm. Mahavishnu, Garbhadaksha, Vishnu, Shuradaksha, Vishnu. So it's like he's covering the whole world, spiritual worlds and material worlds, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> and... Um, um, Has been described similarly in the in the, in the Dinakasur Lila, also as kind of the, I think the term is used the, the whoop and the wharf. What was that? Wharf and the whip. Whip and the whip. Anyway, the, yeah. the the horizontal and the vertical of the weaving, so he woven into the fabric of existence, uh, support of everything, um, extends to sage, you know, full support, and so forth. Um, so. Um, in this sense, um, as the underlying uh, support, and also a support uh, as the the root of the bhakti uh, ego or the serving ego in in, uh, in every uh, devotee as well, and uh, furthermore, uh, the uh, the uh, Balaram when he came to Vrindavan on, on behalf of Krishna to deliver a message to the inhabitants of Vrindavan and met with the gopis, then they referred to him as as Sankarshan uh, with some respect, and he referred back to them also uh, re- with some respect. And they you employed that name not only respectfully, but um, with regard to the fact that that this is Shankarshan. Karshan means to attract, so it means to draw together. 
So he was drawing together, he was drawing them to Krishna through his bearing message so faithfully that, um, as I've said before, that uh, uh, is, is a moment in which Balaram assumes uh, the complexion of, of Krishna. He's so so present there and is a deity in, in Braj representing that, uh, that that moment, if you will, that really stands out in, 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 in terms of um, who Balaram is as the servant of Krishna in French, of course, but uh, uh, and there's no other advice, as I many times said, expansion or avatar of Krishna that's so dedicated to Krishna as, as Balaram Krishna. The Krishna avatar is is, is the Krishna Balaram avatar, and Balaram appears in every avatar form, along with it, Lakshmi as Anantasesh, giving support for the two, or for the uh, Vishnu and his Lakshmi as an Antasesh. Uh, so, the Sankarshan name invokes that uh, sensibility um, as well. So, it's an Aishvarya name, and then there's also some uh, sweetness to it as um, as it appears in the uh, in Balaram's bearing the message to Vrindavan and, and really uh, 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 Representing Krishna more fully, for example, than Uddhava was was able to do. Being a Brajpasi himself, Uddhava was kind of sent as a messenger, but he he, he was sent to learn something as well, and he kind of uh, uh, became um, more enlightened than he enlightened anyone else, and was, uh, as a result, was capable of giving assurances. To the inhabitants and to the gopis in particular of Krishna's return, but Balaram's assurances were more um, convincing, and Krishna was much more present, if you will, in the uh, in the representation of himself as um, as as as, um, um, as Balaram. So. Uh, Represented him, so he's 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 bringing together, um, really. We sometimes think he gets out of the way so that Radha and Krishna can get together. Here is a way in which he was more directly um, involved, if you will. So I like to think of it along those lines, and as both Aishwarya context and Madhurya um, as well. What else? Yes. Um, what's the significance that Nityananda um, often brings the kirtans when he notices the devotees are getting fatigued? Um, there's, I think, numerous times in the CC that he kind of slowly brings the kirtan to a stop. Um, I was just wondering the significance of of why that's Nityananda's role. Well, I didn't never particularly identify it as as his his role, but um, um, I 
perhaps he was leading the kirtan in those instances. Um, and I don't, uh, maybe a couple instances where you read the Bhagavad Gita is particularly underscored as, as a as significant um, of a uh, uh, of a role attributed uh, to him. Um, but again, if whoever leading the kirtan could slow down the kirtan, and of course, if, if he if he could perceive the um, in ways that others might not, the uh, the position of the devotees in relation to the kirtan, you could say he has a position by which he could perceive better than others. Uh, the status of everybody with regard to their, in a sense, since they're becoming fatigued, physically fatigued, they might ignore, it might not be in their interest then mm. to uh, bring them down to earth. And, uh, it is, you know, given this omniscience, it's possible he could have played a role uh, more often than, than not in that. Um, um, he was observant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's status in the kirtan and would catch him when he fell and so forth. And he was playing a role like that in relation to Mahaprabhu. He was absorbed in the kirtan, but if aware of how it was affecting Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as well. So perhaps he has a watchful eye for, for all the devotees and supports them by telling them to stop now so they can continue later. What else? Yes. I've been wondering uh, what Puja Pad Sridhar Maharaj, uh, how he describes the Maha Mantra uh, for the sadhaka being like supporting, being a supporting factor in, and then the Gayatri Mantra, it was like a circle, being supporting, and then again the Maha Mantra supporting the sadhaka further up. Is that, um, how should one think about that? Is that like a stage or stages that one goes through or kind of like an internal kind of... Well, what he's saying is that the, 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 the name of Krishna, the Mahamantra is consistent, is a, is a Nam mantra. So um, with regard to the Nam, Mahaprabhu said there are no hard and fast rules for chanting. There's no uh, particular rules governing the time or the place or circumstance in which one can chant or not. Um, and so the name in the vocative case is is just kind of a reaching out, mm-hmm. and so it goes everywhere without restriction, and one can call it feelingly, or even without feeling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can call it out Krishna, and, and the people do for different reasons. Um, Whereas the, the name in the dative case inside of the mantra, the uh, Krishna mantra or, or Gayatri has time, place, circumstance. There are some rules regarding that uh, type of um, um, uh, that way of in, invoking the name. And um, so, as such, mm-hmm. the Nam mantra is broader in its outreach. It seeks no qualification. It goes to people who aren't initiated. You can hear the chanting, 
and they can hear the name, they can chant back, mm-hmm. um, and so forth. And as in, in that way, it qualifies persons then mm-hmm. who then want to know more about the name and how to chant effectively, and so on and so forth. And so they come within the circle of the devotees, they get some bandhagyan, mm-hmm. and in the context of doing that, obviously they get a guru and they get initiated. Mm-hmm. So they get the Diksha Mantra at a certain point, then the name qualifies them, purifies them, and at some point the Guru sees uh, fit to impart the Diksha Mantras, mm-hmm. and, and then the, they help. Mm-hmm. For example, with the Diksha Mantra, one can engage in deity worship. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and for the neophyte, that can be very, very helpful. Mm-hmm hands-on kind of worship of the, of the deity and it may be hard uh, despite the um, generosity of the name to be able to take advantage of its sit in japa and, and so forth but for example invoking the, 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 the name in the mantra in relation to the deity worship and so forth it's harder to fall asleep but to pay, not pay attention while doing the deity worship. So it has a, some capacity perhaps to absorb someone a little bit more. Um, and and so in the Chaitanya Charitamrita makes the, the statement that that the, uh, the Krishna mantra affects the deliverance and Krishna Nam, well, does it say this? Extends low, it also extends high. So, it it also uh, it takes one beyond the uh, reach of the uh, of the mantra to the lotus feet of Krishna. To so we find, for example, the coward boys and gopis they do kirtan. They're not chanting the Gayatri's and, and so forth. They're invoking the name of Krishna. So um, that way, there's uh, yeah some some there's some point where chanting the Krishna mantra there's a good chance that it will be efficacious because there's been some ground that's been prepared hmm, for that, and at the same time there's a point where its efficacy will be reached. Mm-hmm. And there's still more to attain, and so the name functions on both sides of that mm-hmm. equation. Qualifies one to receive the mantra, and continues on after the efficacy of the mantra has been reached. Does that help? Mm-hmm. So then, is it's not necessarily is it seen as part of Varna and Ashram because it's no. part of no? Okay, it's part of Okay, okay. we say. Krishna mantra means the Gopal mantra. Gopal mantra. Mm, so, it has nothing to do with the Varnashram. Yeah. Okay. I mean, one could chant it, but yeah. uh, Varnashram is typically when you know one receives the Ramagayatri and uh, um, and uh, not the Vaish- these are Vaishnav you know, the Vaishnav Diksha mantras. So, yeah. Okay, it's different. Uh, even all together now, they're, you know, we, we, we combine them in a sense that we, that, uh, 
it's thought in Varnashram if one receives a Gayatri one uh, perhaps can engage in deity worship something like that Um, but um, so uh, and again there are different ideas of deity worship and what's behind it what it's about what it's for and so on and so forth Uh, there's a fruitive type of engagement in deity worship and then there's the nirguna fruitless or, or not fruitless but selfless engagement in the deity worship that's that's uh, arises out of the samanda gyan of, of bhakti so, so now our diksha mantras what, what you what the confusion perhaps or the parallel if you will arises from the fact that bhakti siddhanta gave the mantras and along with the Shamans, along with them, he gave the Brahma Gayatri, along with it, he gave the Brahman thread to the men, mm-hmm. as was the tradition. And he said, now you're more than Brahmins, and so automatically you can worship the deity. And people were thinking, if you weren't a Brahmin or didn't have a thread, the twice born, then you couldn't worship the deity. Yeah. And Vaishnavas didn't wear the thread. Mm-hmm. And so there was some uh, climate of the times in which persons from the Varnashram system were thinking that they were that was a superior position than than uh, than the bhakti of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he labored to um, correct that misunderstanding and this is one of the ways in which he did it which caused some um, uh, uh, give rise to some opposition after all he was taking people from all castes you no know, and giving them uh, Brahman threads and having them worship the deity and that was the profession of the Brahmins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to have the they did the religious rituals and so forth they had to decide that was their profession that was their realm now their job was uh, you know they were he was given H1 visas to people to take from other countries to take over the jobs compete you know so to speak with uh, with the Brahmins as they saw it and uh, so you know they were revolting and they were steeped in the, in, in the, at least an external superficial understanding of the religious social religious norms but they were it's, it's, it, uh, absorbed in that such that it obscured their their um, sense of of what bhakti was about. Chaitanya bhakti, of course, was quite revolutionary in that regard, more so than other forms of Vaishnav bhakti. Very generous. Haridas Thakur became, you know, the leader. Rup Sanatan, who had been ostracized from the Brahmin and Hindu community, became leaders and so forth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission. And um, many times he, he, he where the Varnashram went against or was in conflict with bhakti, then he would side with bhakti, and and so it was quite uh, quite uh, revolutionary. It appeared in some respects uh, as a threat to to the to, to the varnashram system. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, people who had no caste were above any caste mm-hmm. because they had taken shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It sounded a little anti-nomian. You know, wait, you've got to go through the whole system here of Varnashram, be born as a Brahmin, and then take sannyas, and then you can get mukti and so forth. And these people are saying, anybody could come and get mukti, and 
just by chanting the name and so forth. So, so um, at, anyway, at the time of Bhakti Siddhanta and Bhakti Vinod, there was some opposition to Chaitanya Vaishnavism, which wasn't as vital at the time, live and well, if you will, uh, which happens, as the Gita says, from time to time. And so, as a renovator of the of the teaching and so forth, he saw fit to, uh, and was actually asked by Bhaktivinoda to teach about the true form of Varnashram. So uh, he used the term Daiva Varnashram. There's a couple of ways in which it could be understood. One is that he considered that the present form of Varnashram was a Sura Varnashram because the, the leaders of it were against, in his experience, they were against or misunderstood Bhakti. Hmm? So, um, and they, they weren't following a form of Varnashram that's found, for example, in the seventh canto of Shimon Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. Um, that properly understands bhakti. Mm-hmm. And so, Daiva Varnashram would be to speak accurately about Varnashram, in which case there would be no misunderstanding as, the position, as to the position of bhakti. And so there might be mixed devotees who who would do Varnashram and Bhakti together. Hmm. Um, and then there would be unmixed devotees. So, so anyway, um, there would be seen, there the progression would be seen like that and understood. So that's one understanding of Daiva Varnashram. Another understanding of the Daiva Varnashram was to try to uh, engage, perhaps you could say, to engage Vaishnavas as they came forward and receive persons as they received Vaishnava Diksha in, in consideration of their psychophysiological uh, disposition, uh, re- reality, in a mission, in, in, in a society where there is a need for all types of engagements and so forth. Uh, so there was another kind of way of looking at it. Um, but, but at any rate, his main emphasis, Bhakti notes to Bhakti Siddhanta, was to you know, kind of correct this misunderstanding. So this is the one of the ways he thought to do this. There were young young people joining the mission who were intimidated by the by the uh, religious dogma of the times, attracted to Chaitanya Vaishnavism as presented by Bhakti Siddhanta which was kind of updated and, and modernized and, and interacting with the modern world and so forth, uh, giving it life as as the world went on, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that was attracted to people had a little education. Um, uh, rather than just village villagers and so forth, uh, in in him they you know who spoke English and so forth that they, they they found oh our tradition is is alive and it's uh, it's updated and and so forth and so and they were encouraged by that but they were at the same time intimidated by the the Varnashram dominant social system. Mm-hmm. So he would say, you know, you're a Vaishnava, you're automatically a Brahmin, we're the threat, worship the deity. And then people would see, oh, we got a threat, I guess he's being worshiped the deity. So that was all that, you know, he had to have, mm-hmm. a threat, something like that. Um, and so he tried to avoid having Vaishnavas feel intimidated and tried to also uh, uh, help people not to avoid. Vaishnavas, hmm? which more common people would would be protected from, whereas some Brahmins would 
me got uh, a rise out of them and got opposition mm-hmm. from them. In fact, they tried to assassinate him at one, at one point, just on this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bhakti is superior to the Barnashram. Mm-hmm. And they thought, you know, he was, he was a social, um, deviant and, uh, and, uh, like, it's almost like a revolutionary against the government hmm? type of, uh, you know, approach. And so there was some outwardness um, to that by which he tried to fulfill that ambition about Divinod, and that was part of it. That he would give the Brahmin thread, and then he would, then we would, he would give the Diksha mantras and tell, chant three times a day, like the Brahmins would chant three at the sundiums, at the dawn, the noon, and the dusk. Their their Brahma Gayatri, and he gave the Brahma Gayatri along with it. Mm-hmm. So he he kind of um, made a connection like that for the time and and, and circumstance, and. Um, and so forth, but no, the Diksha mantras of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas are not the mantras that are given in 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 in, 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 uh, in Varnashram when one gets a gets the thread and um, what not. Um, we would give the Brahma Gayatri, so, so no, we got the Gopal Mantra, the corresponding Mantra Gayatri is the, is the Kam Gayatri. We have a Gore Mantra, they're certainly not giving Gore Mantra mm-hmm. and Gore Gayatri. Mm-hmm. So these are the Agodia Mantras. Mm-hmm. So the Diksha is not, it's not like now you've got Diksha, now you're a Brahman in the Varnashram system. Now you can perfect yourself in the Marnashram. It has, it was, that's not what it's about, but it, it gets, get, sometimes that it gets, uh, that kind of confusion arises. And then I've heard people say, well, I'm not really acting like a Brahmin, so I don't chant my mantras because I'm not a Brahmin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They're not about being a Brahmin, but they are about the idea that you've now been initiated into a path mm-hmm. that transcends the limit to which Barn Ashram as a path can take one. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Barn Ashram unto itself cannot take you to, to Krishna Prem. Now you're on a path and you have received mantras that can, that can bring you Krishna Prem. Hmm? And so, as much as that exceeds and by far where one can go through the Barn Ashram, which which more typically is, is is focused on material progress, and then as I say in the background, there's a whisper about mukti, hmm. hmm. uh, and and that itself, you know, is a far cry from uh, uh, what the Gaudiya uh, Vaishnava uh, Diksha mantras are about and where they can deliver us. So so your your more than a Brahman, in that sense. Now you may not have, the, you may not even have the qualities of a Brahman <laughs> that may be uh, also there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bhakti is, is generous and doesn't seek that kind of particular qualification 
within Varnashram that you have to have in order to become a uh, take to the path of bhakti. She goes anywhere. And she's independent, mm-hmm. so she may pick out people that are aren't Brahmins mm-hmm. in the in the practical sense of the term, but uh, nonetheless, they're they now are connected with something that transcends what Brahmanism culminates uh, in. Um, uh, so. You know, you have these, you have Jiva Goswami saying something like, whether he receives the Nam, Krishna Nam, and, and, and Vaishnava Diksha, and he becomes, um, like a, what does he say, like a boy who, who, who receives the Brahma Gayatri in Varnashram and is qualified to worship the deity, but then he has to learn how to do so. Hmm? become uh, so he, he kind of distinguished it in that way you're a Brahmin and you're, you're not a Brahmin and you're, 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 you're qualified to do the activities of the Brahmin but then why would you be interested in them you're interested in something else hmm? uh, so one who chants the name immediately becomes qualified to perform the, the Soma Yagya, mm-hmm. which is the for example, the, this is the, the uh, business of the, of the Brahmins but who's interested in doing that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, becomes qualified in a, in, a, in a sense, but then you have to do that to do that, you have to learn how, to, how it would be done and not, not immediately you know how to do it right. either mm-hmm. so you're a Brahmin and not a, not a Brahmin something, mm-hmm. something like that and the Varnashram people wouldn't say, definitely not a Brahmin. <laughs> uh, and then the Vaishnavas would say, you know, more more than a Brahmin. So it's more in potential. Um, and certainly Archon, of course, uh, is is a an Anga of Bhakti. Mm-hmm. And so one who has a Shraddha on the path of Bhakti and has received the um, blessing of, of the Guru and can worship the deity... But who knows these things? Hmm? Uh, we're teaching these things, even even at, at the time of Bhakti Siddhanta. Many people in the religious system they didn't understand this. They didn't understand. They didn't have the. They didn't have the. That's why Nana Shastra Vichara Naikadipno Sadharma Samstapako Lokanamitakaramutibhuvane Manu Sharanasrup Sanat. Goswamis, what they did was very extraordinary. Drawing from so many revealed scriptures to make all these points. What is what is bhakti? What are they all saying about it, and so forth? And it was startling uh, to uh, to some, but they did their homework as well as well supported. Can make a good case. Now you know, as time goes on, Varnashram, you know, it's not something even if it's not you, you can't even find it in India. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a um, casualty of Kali Yuga. You find Prabhupada saying that we, we can't, it's impossible. But we should, we should. He said we should establish it because Bhakti, we know nothing like this. But then you look at the time, the circumstances, and you have to. You, know, you want to go try to convince people they're su- your sudra, or your Brahman, you know, or convince them to chant Hare Krishna. It's much easier to do the latter. And anybody can do it for all people, all circumstance. It's, it's, it's not about hierarchy. 
which the Barn Ashram is so much about. It's more about equality for all people. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I recently, I think it was um, on, I don't know, disappearance or appearance, but with Gorky Charas Babaji, um, you relayed the story of Bhakti Siddhanta giving a class and in English and some of his disciples saying, you know, I think it would be better if you spoke in Hindi. Um, and he said, uh, I'm not speaking English or Hindi, like just sit there. Mm-hmm. Um, would this be an instance of him emphasizing Zidbapu, um, a personal uh, association? Yeah, he's emphasizing that teacher. and and um, also emphasizing in that you know particular instance that um, it's uh, not something the transmission is not uh, merely intellectual and even if you can't understand it intellectually still there's benefits I mean he could have you know he's just making a point at that particular time an emphasis and um, it's not something that holds true at all times and and, and and whatnot, and therefore we do try to communicate it and explain it, and so forth and so on. But even without that, there can be benefit. And I think he was just making that that point. Um, and as you say, well, to have the association um, personally of the sadhu um, is uh, uh, fruitful. Mm-hmm. Fruitful. Um, if you have both and he explains everything or she explains everything he could say better and the guy was making a case for that I guess who made the argument but he chose to emphasize in that, in that way at that time um, and he was probably moved that he was probably speaking in uh, what was he speaking in English he was just probably moved by what was moving through him himself and somebody said, you know, if you could have done that in English, it would have been better. He said, it was pretty good, as it was. <laughs> and just sit there and take advantage of it. And it came out like that, and I was was beyond my, I'm an instrument, I'm being, you know, I'm the violin, I'm the stringed instrument, and I was being played, and you, you want me to play on a different instrument. Mm-hmm. But I didn't choose to play on that instrument. I was, uh, uh, I was chosen, you know, that, that was chosen, and given to me and I'm benefiting from it and I'm passing it on through you so I think he was kind of talking about his experience um, like that um, once he was asked by a German disciple of his Germans are pretty well organized people and um, um, he was organizing some of the programs festivals and things like that so he, he asked um, that if you could give us a little more advanced notice Hmm? <laughs> then I could organize it better. Hmm? And he and Bhakti Santa replied, As soon as I get it I'm telling you. <laughs> as soon as he tells me I'm telling you. So yeah. <laughs> There's no sooner than when it comes that I'm giving it already. So that was his reply. So he saw himself very much in that way as a, a conduit of the transcendence and being Moved and uh, used 
internet way. <laughs> okay. So we stop there. She should own it in another video. Vishnabindu Vijaya. 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 Vishnabindu V